life on the road. It's these tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and these fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. John Axe Richards? Yeah, Keith Richards. He yeah, lives so, on Abbey Kinney. So he he rents. He's really yeah. a dog. Uh-huh. It's rent controlled. Yeah. All right. We're pressed for time. Uh, I can see Wyman needing rent control. I don't think Keith does. The, the guy, the guy is pressed for time, prattling on about Keith Richards' stock. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Do you everybody know what we're doing today? Um. Okay. Good. I think we're just talking about road stories, <laughs> yeah, right? Johnny it's a podcast. Come on now, Johnny Cardinelli. Just lead the way. We'll. All right. Follow. Follow me, guys. Will happen. Close your eyes and follow me. There we go. Thanks for tuning in to Road Stories, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano, part of the All Things Comedy Network. What's going on? How you doing? Are you living? I uh, almost died this week. I, uh, <laughs> Me and my family almost did a suicide pact because we've been sick Ugh. for... This, we're starting our second week of sickness in this house. My, well, hey, thanks for letting us yeah, walk so through. Yeah, so glad you guys came over. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. be, sure to, be sure to lick the door handle on your way exactly, out. Exactly. Right. <laughs> thought I smelled Epsom salts as I was. Wash my hands and uh, two, do some laundry. Two Pass Thursdays ago, we had tickets to see Gary Clark Jr. And my wife, who loves going to concerts, has rarely gone out, has been looking forward to this concert for a month and a half. It's like, I don't feel good. I don't think I can go. And so we had to bail on the Gary Clark Jr. And then it's just been, she got it. My kid got it. I was fine. I took care of the house. Then I got it. I was, I was on the couch from last Monday till yesterday. Wow. And yeah, so. This is like more, this is like big time flu or something. Yeah, this, this is, not, this is, yeah. Not, and I'm now, drinking my water so you know this entire <laughs> podcast. So I wake up this morning and, I'm, and I'm, you know, so I felt good, good yesterday. I did two shows at the Ice House last night. I killed on both of them. By the way, and, uh, Murray's doing this podcast lying down, guys. Yeah, exactly. I got an IV drip yeah, exactly. in my arm right now. <laughs> did two shows last night. Get home at like midnight. I'm or sorry, whatever. where though? Where yeah. was it? Ice House. Ice oh, nice. Pasadena. Very good. Uh, felt good. Had a little, you know, a little martini before I went to bed. Woke up this morning like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no, not again. And my, <laughs> my wife's like, I feel great. And I'm like, no, I think I fucking got it again. Oh, so sucks. it's just it's just been, but here we are. But I'm a trooper. Yeah. I'm a trooper. I well, cannot let an episode go. So what you're saying is when you're just coming off of a really bad flu, don't pound a martini and then hit the hay. I should have so. done, too. I think that's what gets it. <laughs> Sometimes the I, alcohol, man. It's the olives. You just yeah, <laughs> throw in those back. Yeah, it's Christmas time. I'll have a couple of these babies. <laughs> Four olives. Mm-hmm. Fueling the... the you, Usually, if my wife is is, is not uh, on her deathbed herself, she makes me. Uh, uh, we'll get some cheap scotch, and then she puts a bunch of honey and a bunch of lemon in it, and like four shots of scotch, and puts it in the microwave. <sighs> that Just knock it out. That kills anything. That'll, that'll, kill that'll your take Ebola. the paint off the walls. <laughs> that'll, that'll kill anything, man. Yeah. But she was too sick to do it this week. <laughs> Anyway, so I'm glad you guys came. Uh, we're, we're a little uh, kind of scrambling here today, but I, I appreciate it. I had a fallout last minute, so I thank you guys for coming in and doing, the, you <laughs> doing this. I wonder why they fell out. They found out I was my whole house was sick. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, I got an audition. Uh, Quarantine so, tape. We had to go duck underneath to get inside the house, I guess. <laughs> so two good friends uh, I've known for a long time. John Cardinelli's making a second appearance here. How are you doing, Johnny C? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Of course. And Kirk Ziffel. Oh, who awesome. I've known for so many years. A long time. Who lives over the hill from me. You probably, if there wasn't a rock there, if there wasn't a hill, we could probably throw a rock and mm-hmm. hit your house. Yeah. With a, with a quality water balloon launcher, you could definitely yeah. tag it from here. Never see him. 
<laughs> well, Never. it's the opposite side of the hill, man. I mean, oh, it's, it's true. Just, there is. Know, it's a geographic barrier. There, there is there is one large mound in mm-hmm. front of us. <laughs> That's uh, the other thing. I've said this before. We have a. I know. Do you know Bob Oshak by any chance? Uh, yeah, I know right. Bob. Bob you, you know Bob. Oh yeah. Bob lives three blocks that way. Oh really? I haven't seen him in six years. Oh, That's hilarious. what happens in Mar Vista. Yeah, yeah. Literally, you you move in and then you never no one ever hears from you ever again. Right. You got to make new <laughs> friends. It's, I just moved to North Hollywood, guys. Okay. You'll never <laughs> see this face ever again. You want to okay. talk about never seeing me again? I still go, I moved to North Hollywood. I read my videos from Video 2000. That's how old school North Hollywood is in Van Owen area. Is it, yeah, you're oh, still, you live on still Van rocking Owen? the VHS? <laughs> oh, you better believe it. Yeah. I li- that was my Rewind first. or it's going to be a 50 cent fee. <laughs> that was my first apartment was on Van Owen. Man. Was it? Yeah. Oh, my God. When I first got out here, deep, deep in the valley. It was yeah, it's my, pretty deep up there. It's it the deepest my, I've ever lived. It was my first, and this was like mid. 90s so it was my first foray into oh shit i should have paid attention in spanish class in high school <laughs> because i was the only Eng- me and the some dude i rented a room from were the only english speaking guys on the block almost <laughs> truck yeah i just asked everybody where the where the market was every day pretty much uh so Kirk, I've, I've never lived in the valley no i'll say that it's never occurred i've been in la for almost for like 17 years, mm-hmm. and I I have yet to live in the San Fernando Valley. Well, that's considered success. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I don't think so. I, there's a lot of great things. There's a lot of cool stuff in the valley. I just, oh, I don't uh, mind. It's never Thank occurred. You. At least oh. that's the first time I'm in a house. So Wise man once said, if you like the valley, you'll hate Paris. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's an inside Los Angeles joke. I was in Paris like two months ago, and I loved it. Uh, were you working over there? Yeah, doing more of my military tours. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How are those going? Uh, good when they come. Yeah, know, is it well. through? It's not. It's through Armed Forces Armed Entertainment. Forces Entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah no, we were in, we were in Paris literally two weeks before all that the big shooting and all that stuff. Went oh, really? really? Within blocks from where it happened. Wow. So yeah, pretty weird. So you're really suffering for the troops going over to Paris. Well, we had a day off. We were <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm Belgium just saying. Shamatosh. Shamatosh just told a story about getting shot at in a Blackhawk. So uh, wow, really? Yeah, step it up with, wow. your, okay. with your military Jeez. tours. That we were having intense. cafe and baguettes in <laughs> Paris. Sorry, Shama. Wow, was she on your podcast, Shama? Yeah, I had her. Uh, I was in Vegas. Oh, okay. I was going to say a couple yeah, weeks I know ago. She lives, in, she lives in Vegas now. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. funny. She's awesome. Nice. So how many tours? That's like Brian Williams type credentials there. I actually got shot at doing comedy. Yeah. Not even just a made up story about actually just riding in a helicopter. It's like (laughs) someone tried to kill me in it. That's pretty cool. That's not a bad. That's tough to. It's tough to top. I did a military tour. I like a bit of stateside this year. Oh, did you? Yeah, so it wasn't very rough at all. I mean, it was rough getting up at 3 Fort o'clock Dix, and going, New to, Jersey. going to Dallas Air. We went to Maryland. We went to Maryland. Yeah. Oh, we saw some shit there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jacksonville, the front Corpus line, Christi. Huh? Okay. We got flipped off by an Audi on the highway. Uh, I'll tell Applebee's. You, there are places in America that are just as third-worldly as any third-world country I've ever been oh, to. Oh, sure, man. You know, that's from my, my road days, though, driving through the, through the country. Uh, Although I just like to make a statement, the Cleveland Browns won today. Okay, guys. So anybody listening out there after that yes. after that drubbing last weekend by the Cincinnati Bengals, we won today. So really? Johnny Manziel is now our franchise quarterback for the next ten years. Nice. Yep. It's about time. Yeah, yeah, do the, the Browns suck usually? Up. They're the wor- they're they're the worst team in the NFL right now. Really? You're from? Are you a Browns fan? You're no, Kirk's I'm from, from Ohio. That's Bengals fan. Oh yeah. Well, Cincinnati. you guys got you guys lost Dalton and you lost the game today. And you lost home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Uh, you guys wait, had a really bad day. They lost to who would they play today? I don't even know. This is not where we want to go with the podcast, but no, they they, they got listen. You can find, the- I've, what I know is you can find out all this on Facebook statuses. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate Sundays <laughs> on Twitter, and I don't understand. Like especially comics who use Twitter for jokes and Facebook for jokes. When it comes to Sunday and footballs on, nothing entertaining. 
at all. Nice snap, asshole. <laughs> suck. I, really, you're going to run on the fourth down and all that shit. Isn't it amazing how they'll comment throughout entire? I don't really do that very often. You don't. But, you don't like live tweeting. Uh, no, not during. I, I just never got into the Twitter thing. I, I'm, I'm more Instagram these days. Right. But, oh yeah, I yeah. I, every t- the only time I ever go on Instagram is when I see some headline that says somebody's showing naked pictures of themselves on Instagram. I'm like, oh, maybe I should check it <laughs> out. Because yeah, naked click, pictures click, click, click. are pretty tough to come by. On the <laughs> Ooh, there's a naked photo. Where's my phone? Yeah. Well, I'll make sure I let you know, Murray, when so you can check mine out. Next time, Cardinale yep. has one on there. There we go. Yes, but when we did, I don't think I ever said this, but when we did, when I did that Maryland uh, uh, base, Matt, you guys know Matt Fulcheron? Yeah. Course. His dad works on that base. Oh, really? His dad cut hair. He's the comedy booger. Yeah, he's the comedy booger. <laughs> so you think you think I'm gonna uh, light you a twelve? I'm oh, sorry, o twelve o's, whatever it's called. I'm gonna send a shot across the bow. <laughs> exactly. Twelve. When you see a flare, you got two minutes. <laughs> you think he'd but Fulch, book Fulcher on more? But uh, <laughs> what does he do on the tour? <laughs> he's, no, he's uh, on the base. He's uh, he cuts guys' hair. Oh, he's, really? Uh, he's a, like, what, a barber. Right? Oh, wow, okay. Kirk? That sounds barber? like a right? pretty tough gig there. <laughs> what do you we want? The usual number two. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Next. It's got to be a number. Twelve dollars. Right? <laughs> yeah. You got to get paid by the head at that point. You can't yeah. go hourly. Yeah. You go I mean, out. but honestly, what what military guy is actually like? I need a haircut. I better go see a professional because you know I couldn't have the guy next to me do that, and he's only got one arm. That wouldn't be hard. <coughs> so these guys both carry their guitar on the road. Am I right in that? Yeah. Statement. Yes. Yeah. That's got to be a drag, right? Or what are they charging to put a guitar on these days? Anything? It's way easier than a than a harp. That's, that's <laughs> the way I look at it. You know, because I, I used to be I used to do a lot of harp work. Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah. And I switched over to the guitar. As funny as this sounds, easier. I was at my friend's Christmas party last night. This is on Facebook, and she she works in the fashion world. And, you know, she's a buyer for well, I forget what store, but it, in her apartment she's got a, this giant harp sitting there. So I went up to her. I go, "What's the story? Who has a harp?" And she goes. She, she, she goes, my mom bought it for me. She goes, she found it at this thing. It's like from the 1920s. She bought the harp and she had the case with all the stickers on it from all the traveling it's done. Uh-huh. And she goes, somehow she lost the case. So she, and I go, how do you lose a harp case? And that's why she's got this harp just sitting there. Well, she's like, oh, yeah. thank goodness I didn't so keep that happened. So it was the fact that you bring up a harp, I was literally pretending to play one last night for the first time <laughs> in my entire life. Doesn't look like a fun instrument. I mean, I I've been in bands and the drummers always kind of get the worst of it when they're just like, oh god, I got to breaking down all stuff. their stuff. Yeah, guitar players are like, well, let's go do some right. blow. What do you got? What do you guys <laughs> exactly. say? Like, Zip! Here we go. Now you can yeah. put the tuner on the headstock. You don't even have to imagine do that. moving a moving a uh, guitar or a harp around. Like I, I I have no idea why somebody would start playing that. I mean, I like the idea of it being a comedian who's playing it. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Take my wife, please. <laughs> there was a comedian that played it, Harpo Marx. Oh, that's right. He did. Of course. He was self-taught, I believe. Harpo yeah. Marx. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, I have a funny story. I think about self-taught's that. kind of a necessity now. I mean, are there really yeah. a lot of teachers out there? Who exactly. Like, oh God, I'm so busy. Um, Harpo. The Marx brothers were friends with Salvador Dali. And uh, Salvador for Harpo's birthday, I believe Salvador Dali built him a harp made with barbed wire for strings okay. and sent it to him as a piece. And Harpo uh, wrote him back a thank you letter and sent him pictures with band aids on his fingertips. <laughs> okay, that's kind of. I a- saw that at the uh, Salvador Dali Museum here a couple of years ago during the exhibit. That's pretty cool. Who else has a harp story? Wow. Nobody, just me and John Cardinale. That's right. <laughs> and some woman with Gotta a harp, have a harp story. <laughs> There's so much art in this town. It's pretty amazing when you finally stop 
and and you know a lot of times you get stuck in Hollywood thing you know you're just like you know the career and the whatever the cat food commercials and I'm gonna do this and that and write on this TV show but then you look around sometimes you're like wow there's really like world class art mm-hmm. and music and theater and well, maybe not you theater want. but <laughs> art and music that's for sure uh, all over this some place. pretty decent theater I mean maybe not New York level but anywhere else we're we're up you know you know there's decent art is Las Vegas. Which I just started trying to go see exhibits when I'm working there. Yeah, I've seen a couple of really good exhibits there, the like, exhibits, like at the, yeah. in, the, in the casinos or like at uh, I mean not in the on the gaming floor, but like <laughs> within really the, nice designs like on cards. That's what I'm considering. Yeah. No, like the Bellagio has a, a, yeah. a museum inside the in, but inside yeah. the casinos. Yeah, inside the hotels and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I saw uh, a Picasso exhibit there. I saw a Warhol exhibit there. Maybe you can get some good stuff. That's if you want to pay. You got to pay though. That's the sucky part. Yeah, Vegas. They like it when you pay. I saw the Van Gogh exhibit at Lackland years ago. It was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. Because you're right up there, right up there looking at this painting going, wow, that's really his work. That's yeah. where he made that. In, you know, there's so much paint and like just glopped on. And yeah. You could tell he used the back of the brush and it's like, wow, this is the actual one I used to see pictures of. You know, I know Water Lilies is like, on, Sir, uh, please do not touch that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, like, hands off. Is- Thank you. Yes, he used his, his Water Lilies is up at the Getty. Uh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I think that's its permanent home. I don't know how long they keep them in there that, for. That museum is the Getty, uh, the, the Getty, not the villa, but the main Getty museum is, is like way more impressive on the outside than it is on the inside. I couldn't agree more. The building. <laughs> Except you have to wear sunglasses because the way the sun bounces off the white, you're just like literally blind. Oh, yeah, and it's it. up on top of the mountain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, have you guys been there recently? Uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. All right, well, uh, in those few years, we've had a drought. And so all the like landscape is water-based. So they've had to turn everything off. So oh, like all wow. the fountains and all and all the trickle water thing is all so shut off. So it's just all brown and just looks desert up there. Deserty up there. That's what they should do. Make do a whole desert vibe for rocks and cactus. That's all. I hate that look. Maybe like I mean, a. Airstream, my dad lives in India where everything's trailer. like that. Where they oh, don't really? Have, they don't have the front lawns. They have the the green rocks. You know the the rock sprayed green. So it looks like yeah, a lawn. It looks it's like, like I didn't move to Arizona, dude. I didn't move to Arizona. I, I, moved to Arizona. <laughs> I moved to California. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where right, so you, what have you been up to, Kirk? I haven't seen you in forever. Uh, I've been uh, I've been writing mainly, um, just doing half hour pilots, yeah. uh, trying to get a, a show sold, and you know get staffed, do that, do that whole thing. I haven't been really even doing that much stand up. No, I probably not uh, the best thing to, to admit on your uh, gonna say. on your road right. stories podcast. Kirk, I'm glad you ha- glad you came on. It's good seeing you again, buddy. Hey, your relatives are here. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> just like one of the dish rags on the way out. Um, I've been uh, I've been writing. Oh, all right, just, uh, you know, showing up on TV now and again. What did you just get fried from doing stand up? Um, I had a kid. I have I have many kids. You I have, have three than, kids. Yeah. So it's it, it there was a point where it was just it it kind of was like. All right, what exactly? What is what is the goal here? Mm-hmm. And you know where I had to stop and kind of reevaluate what it was I was trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. rather than just, hey, I'm going out tonight. Hey, I'm going to drive to Silver Lake. Hey, I'm going to go to the valley. Hey, I'm going. You know, like what wh- what is the what is the end result of all this energy? I think that that comes to every comics, you know, even with or without children. That's you know what I mean? Literally, what I'm going through right now too. I'm just going through a divorce too, so I'm back single again. I don't have any children, but it's like, all right. What's where am I going? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, after a nice run of road and traveling and this, then I get married and it didn't end because I was on the road, but it just, and not even want to, I don't want to talk about the marriage, but it, it allowed me to stop and go, okay, wait a second. I do want to get married again. And I, sure. 
What is you got to start having a plan? I'm trying to formulate, do the same kind of thing. Yeah, have a little bit more of a plan. But I think that's good because you, I think in stand up you can just wander aimlessly. Yeah, forever doing sets, and it, and it gives you doing sort sets. of the impression that you're staying busy and doing things, and you know when, when you might not be. You could just be on a you know like a treadmill. And yeah, just yeah like, exactly. Here I am, just you know doing my thing. Hey, those jokes worked again. You know what I mean? Right. right. Hey, and then I had a couple of beers, and then shit, I was fucking hammered, and then yeah, I, right. you know got drunk. <laughs> you know, and then and, I mean, there's a point also where I was like, am I just going out? Am I going out to do stand up, or am I going out to get drunk? Because I'm sort of not. Able to tell the difference anymore. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to book farther, farther away gigs. Well, how it is? You, you have a great set. You're like, let's drink. I had a great. That was fun. You have yeah. a batch. You're like, that sucked. Give me a fucking drink. <laughs> There's no reason not to drink after a set ever. <laughs> That's why I drink at home. <laughs> so much. Different. I just use. Uh, well, well, first of all, drinking has gone way downhill since the kid. Yeah. So I don't get. You the, have. You have one. We have one. one just child. Frank. Just Frank. Just Frank. So I don't know how you do it with three. It's amazing. It's interesting. It, it was like having twins because they're they're one year apart. Oh, really? Yeah. They're oh, wow. 13 months apart. Wow. Yeah. Wow. No rest for your wow. wife. No. Right. No. Her, her uterus is like a trampoline. <laughs> it's just like, I want to get back on there. But it does, doesn't it make it like, because I know now, and because I'm doing more stand up than I am, we're actually flip flopped. I'm doing more stand up these days than I am writing. And uh, that is a change for you. Yeah. And uh, it's like, it's, Every gig I take is is it's not like an instant yes anymore. It's like all right, well, what does it pay? Where's it at? You know, right. all right, what can I do? All right, now I got to run it by the wife. Okay, so I'm doing Irvine Thursday through Sunday. So you know, we're we going to need a sitter on Thursday because you have your thing and blah mm-hmm. blah, blah. It's a whole it's a whole map thing now. You know, right? It's not it's not just a rubber stamped yes where you're like, hey, someone asked me to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, of course, I'm going to do it. Right? Oh, do it a spot? Of course, let's do it. Yeah. Right. Now, now it's now I don't even go into Los Feliz. I don't even go. To, <laughs> fuck that. I no, you really it. do have to. You reach a point where you do have to weigh: is this really worth it for me? Am I or, yeah. again, or am I just going out there just to freaking go out there and hang out? You know, it's yeah. just like I used to be that guy. Yes, yeah, sure, I'll have. Now it's like again, I just did one on Oceanside. And it's like, well, how much does it pay? And it paid enough, right? And then I went down there and like, you know, unless it was like a longer set and stuff, and it turned out to be a blast. I was like really happy I did it, but you know, there was that. Back in the day, I would have taken it no matter what. Now I'm like, eh, so what's this really worth to be sure. all the way down there? Oceanside, know? yeah, I would have gone down that morning, surfed, yeah. rolled, rolled it into the show, salty and, and sandy. <laughs> I, I still do that. But. I can't believe you missed the. Um, well, you're sick, so I can understand why. But the swell was very good. Yes, yeah, so we had a ridiculous I was at swell Topanga this week. Yesterday. Oh, you're at Topanga. It was firing yeah. yesterday, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I missed the whole. I haven't thing. been to Topanga in like a decade. I just skipped it out of road because it was so much douchery at yeah. that break you know just a lot of just dicks and you know just shit i don't right there's all the stuff i hate about surfing break. it's it's a yeah it's, it's localized it's very localized i i once heard a guy and i'm not lying i heard him invoke his chumash indian heritage to prove the point that he was more old school at the break than somebody else wow was. yeah that's this was like a white guy oh really <laughs> it was like talking about how he has indian blood and i'm like oh my god i gotta get down the chumash here. are the indians who are, are in malibu yes and, they were uh, yeah they're the original inhabitants of, of malibu, uh, of malibu. Well, I, you can't, it's hard to argue with that I was unless say, you're unless you you're win. a fucking white guy you win i'm going to bay beach <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah except the guy two, two rows back was like gabrielino uh, <laughs> he threw down his uh, Gabrielino roots, which were not coastal Indians. They were more, you know, they were more inland. But still, you know, that's they were still around a thousand of, years earlier. Leaves me out of the argument. Jersey, Jersey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm not welcome at Topanga. Okay. And then you could have some people who who walked across the Bering Land Bridge when that existed, and they'd be like, <laughs> Inuit, yo, you're lucky I'm even here. 
Um, but they're, they're, it's interesting. The thing about stand up, not to to belabor the point, but I feel I feel like there you, there has to at some at certain point when you're when you're doing stand up. But what I felt the reason I don't travel is because I don't have enough of an audience to to you always want you want to have you want to know that you're speaking to your audience mm-hmm. that they're there to see you. Like what what I realized or what I could tell the way it would go for me if I was like trying to get on the road and getting on the road was that I would be the guy who was going to play the room to the people who just showed up that night. Mm-hmm. Like they were just like comedy, whatever, let's just go see it. You know, like I feel like the big guy, like the the guys that we all aspire to their kind of careers, like Gaffigan or, you know, Aziz or whatever these guys, like their audiences come to them. Mm-hmm. And when they walk out there, they know that their whole place is like, we are pumped to see you. Right. And but I mean, not, how many comics get to that level? It's, it's just, you know. No, very few. But that's why it's an aspirational thing. Yeah. yeah. I was talking to, I was listening to some podcast and I forget what comic it was on, but it was somebody mid-level, but he was rising. He goes, man, I just want to get to the point where I go to a club and 25% of the people in the audience came to see me. He goes, I'm just shooting for that right now. 25%. That's pretty you good. Know? Yeah. Good. Where you're, you're known that much. Yeah, you know, that would be cool. Yeah, well, let's, let's get twenty five percent in the door first. Is <laughs> the challenge? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but that's that's where television comes in. Well, exactly. You know, if you can if you can do something on TV and like connect with that artist, I mean, it's like the Joel McHale thing. You know, you like he doesn't even do stand up much anymore, and he's just like, all right, fine, fine, I'll do this show if you give me one hundred and seventy five grand, I will do it. But you know, and then and then <laughs> there'll be eight thousand people. KP Anderson write it. <laughs> yeah, they'll just be sitting there waiting, like, come bring out Joel. Yeah, but Joel, I mean, I, I like Joel. Joel's a good guy. I like Joel, too. Don't get me wrong. This is nothing. I mean, I, I wasn't saying anything bad about Joel. It's an amazing position to be in. Right. No, that guy really is in a fucking... He's a... Yeah. That guy has got it. That guy is. You know, he was a huge it. commercial booker before. He was. He, he was yeah. like he one of the top was. commercial I remember before that. I mean, yeah. yeah. I auditioned with Joel all the time, and I, I put him on tape a bunch of times, and he was, he was always funny in the room. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Same thing he always was, like smart ass, but in a fun, you know, kind of playful way, not like a dick. Sort of like a pretend dick was, right. his, was always his thing. <laughs> That's always killed me at commercial auditions. I was always the real dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, I, I know why you hate me. Are okay. you guys full top to bottom guitar these days? Because I haven't seen you guys perform in a long time. When I do like an hour set, maybe 15 minutes guitar okay. at the end. Which is really nice because by the time they like me, but then I pull it out. It's like, oh, he does this too. Oh, and a it's just It literally cake. is. It's like a whole new, wow. When you're just there, when you start from the finish, so you don't. So you notice that difference, right? So it's yeah. it's it's kind of a cool, I don't know, way to. to yeah, be. I've always blended it. I would I never was relying on it uh-huh. s- specifically because it just it felt too much of like it puts you in the guitar comedy category, which I actually find to be very lame. Uh-huh. But I I always liked to add it as an additional thing. Guitar comics get shit on, you know, it's, a lot. You know, it's, uh, I'll, and I'll, I'm telling you right now. Well, because I, I will say why okay. I think this is because in in comedy there's that you expect. They expect a little bit of leeway where the guitar playing is concerned. And they're like, well, we don't expect you to be really good. Mm-hmm. Or the comic is saying, don't expect me to be that good at this guitar because, you know, I'm a comic. So it's going to be like strum, strummity, strum, strum. And I feel like I, I don't like that kind of music. Like right. I'm not into sort of inferior playing. So, right. I'd, I, you know, I'd rather have guys who, who knew what they were doing. And you both know what you're doing around a guitar. That's for sure. Well, you know, it's funny. I, as I was having this conversation recently, with, I forget with somebody, 
You know, I'm not allowed to talk anymore, Kirk. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's it, huh? Sorry, I just pulled the wire out. No, that was to the mic behind you. Uh, (laughs) That was probably the... the, This is insider stuff. Yeah, that was the funniest thing that happened, and it was was visual. (laughs) Sorry, go on. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, back in the day, it certainly was, because back in the day, every comic wanted to get their point of view, get Mm -hmm. their sitcom, and with the internet... And everything, it's it's these multi-entertainment guys that, you know what I mean? It's like, and here's why I think most people shit on guitar comics, because most guitar comics are fucking terrible. They're yeah. really, really unfunny. You know, like you're funny and you play well, you know what I mean? Like actually play guitar well. Yeah. I'm a decent guitar player, but I'm a, I hate to say it, but I'm a really good singer. I'm blessed with being a yeah. really good singer. And it's and you I still hit those Tom York notes. I've heard you hit those Tom York notes. Yeah, so I impressed. still battle sometimes. I still I, I funny now that I'm single again. I've I have all these funny unfunny songs, very serious songs. <laughs> like I, I aspire to be more like a Jackson Brownie kind of guy. Right, right. I, I have all these songs I've written. I've been going out to to uh, like open mics just mm-hmm. as a singer songwriter. Yeah. It's really funny because I just want to want to have that night to be serious. And I went to this place, Bank of Venice, and I sang. Mm-hmm. Sign up, sign up. Uh, last Wednesday, I went there. And I wanted it's my night to get away from comedy, just sure. hang out with musicians. Mm-hmm. This guy gets out right before me. He's like, hey, what's up, everybody? I'll do a song right now. You're going to love it. And it's this like nine-minute song about licking a girl's butthole. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, I got really the one night I got to come uh, just hang with. And this is and the, and the kills, too. And then I got to go up there. The comedy, I don't, They don't know I'm a comic. And I'm doing all these serious songs. But I mean, I really, a lot of people have told me, he goes, dude, when you're singing, you, it's more you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can sense it's more and this guy comes up to me literally before I even take my guitar off. I did three songs. And he hugs me. He's like, hey, dude. He goes, your music really spoke to me. These are all original songs, too. He goes, don't ever stop singing. Yeah. Nice. You hear stuff like that. You go, why did I pick comedy? Because <laughs> I've had a lot of people tell me, like, dude, you need to be singing. Just because uh, whatever they see or sense. Mm-hmm. And it's like I just keep knocking on that comedy door, which, you know, I do all right with comedy. But sure, yeah. When it's singing, it just literally comes effortlessly for me. But right. you, you're very funny, though. So, I mean, it's it, there's not like a, a question as to why you went into comedy. I mean, I feel like when, you're, when your stand-up is cooking, it's it's great. It connects on a very... On a very like good, fun, you know, vibey level. Yeah, oh, it's not I super that. cerebral, yeah. you know, and it's not like show off comedy where you're like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna like kill you with my chops and my guitar shit. It's like, <laughs> you know, your stuff is very, very accessible. I feel like, and that's yeah, that's what I love about your. It's allowed me to to play, use, go to a lot of different avenues to make money as a standup. Well, one thing I noticed about you guys also is you. Well, I see a lot of guitar, guitar comics who are just filthy. They're the lick my butthole. Uh, oh, most of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, like I see a majority of that, and mm-hmm. it's I'm like, well, what a what a waste of two talents here, <laughs> comedy and uh, not that not that a dirty song is is not fine. I, I enjoy a dirty song as much as the next guy, but mm-hmm. I this girl did a guest spot uh, at a gig I was at the other night, and <laughs> she, with and she's like, she went up first. And it was all fucking and shit. And, and I can think of two female guitar comments off the top of my head, and both of them are the most disgusting on stage. Their acts are the most disgusting things I've ever heard in my entire life. So maybe it was one of those. It people. might have been. And she's a sweetheart, and I'm sure she's funny. I only saw five minutes of her of her of her act, but <laughs> before it was like, you wow. stormed out, I was like, wow, maybe not uh guest spot material. <laughs> maybe on the first show, you don't talk about getting fucked in the ass, yep. and no. Uh, what's the word? No clever wordplay about it. No innuendo at just all. Just right down the middle. Just ram it up Make there. At the ice house, too. It's just, I don't know. It seems so 
not like that. No, place. this wasn't at the ice house. This was, some, this was oh, a couple okay. of weeks ago. No, the ice house wouldn't stand for that. Yeah, <laughs> we're the say. ice house. We don't stand for that. So <laughs> we're, we're the ice house. We don't stand. Do you for do any butthole material? Any butthole <laughs> I'm material. sorry. You'll need to go. You, to you did not to... check butthole on the on the <laughs> form here. I, I I love that the ice. I don't know when the last guys you guys played the ice house was, but they have a sign that says no f words before nine o'clock. Does <laughs> it really? Yeah. Oh no my f-words god. No f words before nine o'clock, which is hilarious because the show. Starts at eight and goes to nine thirty. Yeah, so it's not like a different show. <laughs> Ding! It's just like a light yeah. goes off. Being you're like, fuck. <laughs> God, I can't no believe that's how fucking long that took. <laughs> fuck, man, shit. But speaking of that, I've never heard anybody like. There's such a, and I'm not a dirty comic at all. I've, it depends on who you ask, I guess. If you're if you're asking my some of my mom's friend, I'm probably filthy. But you know, if we were to ask you, you'd probably say I'm clean. But I've. People have like such a demand for clean. Con- I've never heard anybody leave a, a club and go. Oh, I wish it was more dirty. <laughs> I wish they said fuck more. Like you know what I mean? Like if, I don't if know, you, man. If- I've heard a lot of people go, "Oh, I like the dirty stuff, man." <laughs> you know, because I work really clean, right? And, and these days, just just because it, not because of anything. Richard from the Comedy Magic Club watched my tape years ago. It says, "Dude, you need to quit cussing on stage." He goes, "It doesn't suit you. It doesn't uh-huh. suit your bits. It doesn't." And I was like, "Who is this?" And I fuck you, man. Yeah, I know. And I, but I watched it. I watched the demo I sent him, and he was right. And I just thought about it. I go, "Okay, I'll just try to." Now I can dirty it up if I need to. Sure. But when you get to a show, they're like, "By the way, it's going to be PG." I'm like, "Sweet, where's the mic?" Right. You know. And so many other comments are like, "What? What? Have you seen my act?" <laughs> yeah. So you know. But, I mean, I, I know people who like the dirt. Listen, I know there are people who like the dirty stuff, but I've never, I've, you know, people go out and complain like, it's too dirty. But I've never heard anybody say, he wasn't dirty enough. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there, there, I know there are people out there who like the dirty stuff because they're fucking, people are filthy and disgusting. <laughs> Human beings are gross. I just feel like I, I'm, I'm, a, I just have a, like a f- dirty mouth anyway, just in general in life. So right. uh, my material just reflects that, you know, where you're not even really thinking about it, just like peppering with obscenities. That's how yeah. I think comics should I wonder be. why my friends are a bunch of losers too. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, I don't really have a super dirty mouth off stage. So all of a sudden I had it on stage. It didn't make sense. Yeah. yeah that's oh true. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I say fuck all the time, man. Yeah, and man. it bums me out too, because I, 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 I did a headlining set down at Irvine the other night and I taped the thing. And I was like, and I had no, like, no, this was like the no holds bar show for me. I, I was like, I got, you know, I'm just coming out. I'm, I haven't headlined here in a while. And I watched the tape and I probably said fuck every 30 seconds. <laughs> and I was so pissed off at myself. And I didn't, just know, didn't notice it on stage. I didn't huh? notice it on stage no, at all. No. And I'm like, damn. Well, I can't let that happen again. Darn it. Darn it. <laughs> Poopies, but, was it, but, were, but were you rolling? Was you killing? Oh it? yeah, I was rolling. I then I don't. Then, no, then only you noticed. Nobody else did. Yeah, I know. Listen, nobody came up to me after. Actually, one of the comics on there uh, who I had open for me, I said, "Dang man," I said, "Fuck a lot on that set." He's like, "Oh really? I didn't notice." And he's yeah. a super clean military. He does the military a lot, and they usually because you got to kind of keep it clean for the military, which is a, a little bit ironic that you would have to keep it clean for the military. Yeah, yeah. You don't want I mean, cussing. You'd be like, hey, man, whatever you want to say. Seriously, man, these right. guys are... Well, this, when this I, guy go, just watched his friend well there was a comic that did a bunch of, like, let's just say, s- hardcore sex kind of stuff, right? At, at, it at, was a female? No, it was a male comic. Oh, okay. And uh, we might know his name, so I don't want to say his name. Sure, but, we don't but, say names on the show. But uh, Except your son. I did say his name. I'm sorry about that. That's right. Everybody, <laughs> uh, everybody knows Frank. <laughs> yeah. And he uh, he did a bunch of like I, I, let's just say rapey type of material stuff like that it, it, at the time the military was having some issues with that and so it really didn't oh at the time those are over uh, yeah exactly but I guess it was it's it certain all area cleared up and it was a but, dark week and the for thing the is they all like, they all liked it but I guess there was one colonel or a general in the audience he doesn't like it they get, there's a call to AFE and AFE told me they go. You know, they almost canceled comedy for a while altogether just because 
they do, bases were afraid to just you know we'll just book a cover band instead or something just, yeah just because we don't need people complaining we don't want you know if somebody gets upset so the next tour i went out this is a while back i had you know i had to uh ask all the comics and it wasn't even my tour i was just sort of I ended up being the leader, the tour leader, which means I had to do the paperwork. Sure. But I had to ask them, I go, guys, they're telling me just for this tour, no F-bombs. You have to go PG-13. Mm-hmm. You guys, this is months and months in advance. And these are some pretty seasoned comics. I go, I'm just telling you, you don't have to go. But this is, I'm not, these are not my rules. Right. And then when we get there and a couple of them broke the rule anyhow. And then a couple of them are going, hey, so what do you mean by clean? Like, look, 10 minutes before they go on stage. I go, this is like three months I've been asking you. It's just... <laughs> You know, it's just like you know. You know what it means. I'm positive you know what it yeah. means. I hate. I hate, and and people like in comics wonder why. Oh, fuck, dude's got his own. He's headline. Like, why? How come I'm not as successful as this guy? Uh, maybe because you pull shit like that. Yeah. Maybe because you don't do your homework. Maybe because you don't work and do and go to us and listen. I'm guilty of it sometimes too. I show up ten minutes before I go on stage. I'm like, all right, I'm going to write out a set list now. What did I do all day? Sit around with my thumb up my ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. People bitch about not being more successful. It's for stuff like that. It's I think just when you're getting paid and you're over there, it's a mil- I just think when it's military, you're getting paid to travel the world. Just be a little more pro. I mean, we've all done that. You're doing sets around town. It's kind of easy to get in that. Oh, let me put my set together. But then you got yeah. months in advance. Yeah. There's a specific reason why I've asked. You've been flown around the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's amazing how many people I just. And we've talked about this before on the show. If if there is a place where somebody gives you guidelines and limits on your set, it's the military. There is no, as far as I'm concerned, there is no argument. Like if a club, if a club, or hey man, don't do this. Screw you, I'm doing that. You hired me to do it. But if a military is like, the military is like, listen, we don't want you to talk about this, this, or this. I'm fine with that. 100%. I abide by all the rules of this, right. man. You, every once in a while, you Or get, don't accept the gig. That's yeah, all. Just yeah. say, hey, you know what? I'd prefer not. It's just not the way I do comedy. Yeah. Which is perfectly fine, too. Somebody's Nobody's going to squelch my art. Screw <laughs> <laughs> you, dude. You're, in the, you're so doing you say, a tour for the military. You make fun of you, too. Yeah, go go do something else. So I, I agree 100% with that. No, there was a girl who just got banned from, uh, I think it was uh, Armed Forces, who she's been doing a ton of it. A ton. And she's dirty. And she and she's been doing them for like ten years, and just one colonel saw her, or one base colonel saw really? her. Really, recently? Yeah, I don't she's know. Gone. I, huh? I'll tell you her name after the show. Okay. And she's I have an idea who tours. it might be, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, I've known a few people that have gotten that can't do tours with AV anymore. Really? Yeah, just for various reasons. You know, just it's not that hard. By the Put way, them up yeah, yeah. twelve tours. I'm doing my thirteenth in April. Yeah. Put them you on know? the no joke list. <laughs> <laughs> Banned by the United no joke States zone. military. There's a file on you in the Pentagon, yeah. just so you know. So tell us a little bit about how it is booking uh, for Armed Forces Entertainment. It's a, uh, it's it's interesting because um, you got you got also not only do you got to book a, a show, and first of all, I don't get paid any more than any other comic. The, oh really? The MC gets paid the exact same amount as I do, and I have to headline it, do all the paperwork, light people, oh. get there early, do sound check, do all this crap. It's really kind of it's like I, being in the military. I disagree <laughs> with it. Yeah, it is. But at the same time, it's also nice to be able to book your own tours. And, sure. But then you book one, people hear about it, and you get hit up by like 900 comics. You don't really know, hey, dude, if you ever need another comic, I mean, which is cool, I guess, but right. I don't know. It's funny to see how comics latch on to something that There's they don't like have. There's like moths to the flame. Right. Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, you're getting the- completely. But also to see how their approach is to it. You know what I mean? If it's like totally phony or if it's like, hey, dude, I know we don't talk that much, but, you know, I'd be interested or blah, 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 blah. But then you also have to book not only the comics that are good comics. I always bring comics that are good performers, but- sure. 
are they going to mesh? Because sometimes you got to hang out together and very yeah. tight for like three weeks, and you know, uh, it's it, that, that can can sometimes be challenging. Just it's never really oh, been yeah. a huge. That but on one tour, I went on this business. Yeah, on one tour, I went on the last one. I didn't book. There were some real issues, and we were in Germany, and the guy who was the head of the Mediterranean, he was aware of these issues, and he he approached me. He goes, hey. He goes, uh, I know, I understand. I've heard some things about this tour, but are you interested in running your own tours? And I go, yeah. He goes, well, make sure you can touch me as soon as you get back to the States. Once that tour is over, I did, and uh, that's how I got started running tours. I didn't have to go through the prop, the regular channels. I kind of lucked out. Oh, nice. This. That's yeah. good. That's not that's not luck, man. Yeah, well, right place, right time, yeah. and it's gone well Being since. Pre- what are, there, yeah, what's the definition of luck? Being prepared for when the right time happens? Uh, yeah, I guess like so, that. yeah. Yeah. Right? I read I, that somewhere, Kurt. I, or it's like where preparation meets... Um, something else that I probably why I don't. This know is some time. some John Wooden bullshit we're going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it real, yo. No, but failing that, to prepare is preparing to fail. You, you um, the seven P's: piss poor performance. <laughs> what is it? Piss yeah. poor performance. Prevents the, the pyramid of uh, success. Productive. Uh, I don't know. I yeah. Saying. So much of this business is based on hangout ability, like your ability. They they evaluate actors, writers, people in anytime you're gonna because you're gonna be in close quarters, you're gonna be stuck together, you know, possibly away from home or you know, God knows where. And you just want to know, can we be like cool together yeah. in a room? That's why when you walk, you know, auditioning, like you walk in, like, hey, I'm the funniest guy in the whole room, zing bang, ba boom, oh shit, yeah. look, we're having a great Let's time. Let's shake hands, everybody. And they're like, <laughs> bye bye, yeah. you yeah. annoying piece of shit. Goodbye. <laughs> now, if people ask me about like when they get their first writing gig and they give me point, like, Hey, you got any pointers? I tell them do a good job and be cool. Yeah. Just be cool and get, get along with everybody. Yeah, Brian, Brian, everybody else is going to go work on something else. And if you're a dick, they're not going to bring you with you. If mm-hmm. it's, if it's between you and another guy and you're the dick, the other guy's going to get it, <laughs> you know, uh, 100%. Brian, Nobody bro- wants to be stuck on a tour bus. Nobody wants to be stuck in the back of a van. Nobody wants to be stuck in a writer's room. Right? Nobody difficult. wants to be stuck on set with a dick. 15 yeah. hours a day. And, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Reese, my acting coach years ago, teacher, he, he works with a lot of comics. And he goes, guys, why, why do certain people you see on TV shows, one to the next, are they the most talented actor out there? He goes, no. He goes, because they're not a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. They're just nice people. And they want to work. That. He goes, that's, that's pretty much why most people you know, get on from one show to the next. They're all talented. But, you know, like you said. <laughs> yeah. That's your cool ability people. to get along with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not have it be like, you know this is everything and I'm the actor. You know, it's like, you're, this is a job. You're just, we're all here to just make this thing and mm. go on to the next thing. All right. Well, I, we have to talk about, since I'm so sick and this is probably my last podcast because I'm going to die of rheumatoid fever <laughs> later. Can you get rheumatoid fever? I don't even know what that is. I think I just made that up. Uh, <laughs> rheumatoid. I died of rheumatoid arthritis. <laughs> That's rheumatoid what I fever. <laughs> I got arthritic fever. Oh, shit. Look at that. I got the claw. <laughs> That's my favorite thing I've ever said. Uh, you ever you ever like you ever been super super sick and have to go on stage? Uh, yeah. I'm... Would you like to expand on that? <laughs> well, uh, sorry, yes, yes, I have. Yes, I have. <laughs> when I'm on, <laughs> people like show? to talk. I'm still getting over rheumatoid fever. Yeah, let's I'm trying to Google that right now. You hit, no, the, I mean, hit, the, uh, hit the pharmacy after. I did the colleges for all those years. So colleges sometimes it's way out of town. You got to fly in. You got to drive five hours do a show that night. Get sleep for a few hours, get back up, drive another five hours back to the airport, get time to your next show. So there's a lot of driving, a lot of, you know, w- wacky hours and stuff. So there's plenty of times where I'm like, there's no way I'm doing the show. And then I go, if I don't do the show, I don't get that check. Right. So I go, no matter what, I'm getting up there. And there's times when I'm just like going on no sleep and I'm, I'm just like kind of shaking before the show. But somehow when you get up on stage, 
I've had some terrible sets just because my energy was low. And sure. Just, I just, but you get through it. Yeah. You Somehow do. your adrenaline goes, oh, it's over. Yeah, it elevates you. You're you're a showman, and you're like, okay, no, we, we can do this. You get some momentum going. You know, really, yeah, it, you're gonna be like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't tag that joke. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I did a show like that once. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Where I was just trying to riff because somebody brought like a stuffed giraffe and like put it up on the table, and I'm like, she comes there, she brings a stuffed thing. Uh, what is that? A Hippo? What, what, what am I thinking of? What, what is that? It's a giraffe. giraffe. You bring a stuffed giraffe. I got to go. Four-star general in the you back You win. Room. No, this guy ain't coming to the U.S. So yeah. Put him on the no-joke zone. <laughs> Put him in the file. Oh, man. During my show last night, there was a, a, a Christmas party, which I love Christmas parties at shows. They're, they're not. Of the parties that go to shows, they're the least pain in the asses. They're not the bachelorette party. They're not the, but they're cool. And they were for, it was an orthopedic an orthopedic sales or like no, like they probably like orthopedic doctors. doctors or something. And for the life of me, for the life of me, I was thinking uh, foot doctor, Instead podiatrist. Of, yeah, I was thinking podiatrist, and I kept like riffing on this foot thing, <laughs> and it was getting like, nothing. So what do you guys do? Sniff assholes? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, we we repaired the Lakers joints and tendons. <laughs> exactly. And then finally, some dude's like. <laughs> You're thinking podiatrist. <laughs> like, I am. <laughs> I mean, I Look, did, dude, I did a show with a giraffe the other night. All right, give me a break. <laughs> I did five minutes on quality foot material that fell on deaf ears because uh, I'm hilarious. a fucking idiot. <laughs> yep. And you you were also dealing with, with orthopedes, so they're, they're like the most arrogant doctors that <laughs> exist. Aside from maybe like heart and brain surgeons, right. the guys were like, oh, your life is in my hand. But the orthopedic guys, were, you know, they were all like the... I'll, I'll fix you. you we, know, like, we work in bones. Like I, I, I had the my orthopedia. Uh, well, I tore my ACL like a long time ago. This guy, Curlin Job Clinic in LA, which is like super, you know, Kobe and Tom Brady and everybody comes in there. And my orthopedic guy looks like Clark. I mean, he looks like Superman. Literally, he looks like Superman. My right. mom came with me to the meeting and she was like, uh, she was just like, hello, sir. <laughs> They're just all such like macho, like hyper macho. Doctors, the orthopedists. And your mom went home with one of them? Yeah, <laughs> she did, which is really a kind she of She came tough, down with an ACL thing the next week. It was really period. weird. <laughs> I got to see that guy. She, goes, my, she sees him every Thursday. Which is kind of, <laughs> it was a dark, it was a dark it period in my family history. I appreciate you bringing it up. <laughs> when mom slept with with my orthopedic doctor. <laughs> so I ended up calling those guys boners all night, and they loved it. Because uh, I'm high class. I'm, I'm highbrow, Kirk. You no, are note to self, Murray's not going on an AFE tour. So <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy military tours. I wish I did more of them. I well, I have to tough to check your availability. You know, with the wife and kid, it's tough for my buddy Dave Forseth, who's gone on me four of them in a row, and he's really good because his whole family is military. Oh, so of he, course, yeah. I'll, I'll, the other thing about military tours for the comics listening, literally, it's more important what you do off stage than on stage. The show mm-hmm. is fun; they're they're great. Everybody does pretty well because the crowds are pretty much built in to have fun. But then hanging out afterwards, talking with them, and learning about their lives, that's what's really key. It yeah. allows them to talk about themselves and get to talk to you. And so Dave is like phenomenal because he knows all about, he's like, oh, you were Delta Force? He starts talking all this language about, he and and he's got cousins that were in. Right. And, and, I'm glad you finally found something to bring Dave Forth Seth out of his shell. <laughs> I think you guys don't know who Dave Forth Well, he just had a child too. So this is two tours can... in a row that he's had to cancel. He can't go. Oh, really? Because he's got the kid. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, things are changing. And yeah, his stand up, he's had, he's, hasn't, he's been up like twice in the last five months, six months. And both of them were basically shows I brought him with because. How old's his kid? 
Six seven, months. eight months. Now. Oh yeah, yeah, he's canceling. I'm at four years old. I'm like, let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just funny to yeah. see the change when he just had a kid, and now it's like, yeah, good for him. I haven't seen David in a long yeah. time. It it definitely eats into your ability to kind of sneak away, especially when the baby is really young and yeah, leave and like it's your first weeks. one. Yeah. I left. I went to a show at Cinespace. Uh, you remember Cinespace mm-hmm. and Sunset? Yep. My daughter had been born the day before. Okay, <laughs> and I'm like. I'm just gonna go do the show, honey. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run up to Hollywood and go do it. And I go up there, and Joe King, you know Joe uh, or so. Joe Sinclitico, Sinclitico, yeah. really good good dude. Yeah. I just met him that night, but he was running the show. He didn't know me. I didn't know him, and so he keeps bumping me and like kind of off put, like and filing other people in. And finally, I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on, dude? Like, I, you don't even understand, man. You're a fucking comedian. Like, my wife had a baby. I have a child that was born yesterday. Okay, I need to go up. And so finally, literally the last comic, the entire room empties out and I'm standing there on stage staring at two Russian, they look like hookers, like speaking Russian in the third row, mm-hmm. wearing a cheetah print dress. And we're just like, and I'm to, to literally an empty room. I was like, fucking shit. <laughs> and I, I just, I started one song. They were like, eh. and I was like, okay, fuck this. I'm like, I had a baby tonight i do not need to be here and just was that guy but i was talking to literally no one <laughs> and i saw ever since i've since seen joe since then I've, I've always reminded him that night he's like i'm so sorry man i didn't i didn't know man you dick man oh, Fucking yeah. dick. most bookers are cool though if you tell them <laughs> i just had a kid nine hours ago yeah. <laughs> can i go third <laughs> come on already yeah, my wife's dilating yeah you might have had that one coming that's <laughs> what i'm trying to say yeah. Stay home with kid. Give it a week. You know? I know you're right. What the fuck was I even thinking? I mean, what what good was it going to do? Uh, you guys brought your guitar. Do you guys want to play a song? Sure. All right. One of you grab a guitar and I'll set up. It's really not that. Yeah, hard great. To you're closer. I've done this before. You know what we did, and I wanted to do it this time, but I couldn't do it. I didn't have time to set up. It was I had Chris Porter on? Yeah. And I brought out my acoustic, and he brought out his acoustic, and we just jammed and told stories for an hour and a half. It was great. I wanted to do that today, but we didn't have time. Oh wow, yeah. We'll do that next time. That'll be fun. He's a good singer too, man. He's got yeah, a great voice. Yeah, I was voice. surprised. He, he's a funny dude and has a good voice. Yeah. So this is how I did it. Kirk, have a seat. Have a seat. Your guitar will pick up that amp. That amp. With that the nice vocal. Taylor. And your vocals will pick up this. And let me plug you back in. And um, I hope this sounds good. For let me hear your guitar. Symbolist, symbolist, symbolist. I feel like a roadie. Can you get the sound hole a little closer? Oh, of course, I'm turning up the wrong one. Duh. That's your... All right, I'm sorry, I was turning up the wrong. Good, let's hear your Give me a talk. Yeah, I was Let's try it. Play whatever you want. Play whatever you want. I'm just going to play... Uh, Kirk Ziffel, everybody. Ladies hey. and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to play one song called... Uh, this is called Jack Johnson Blues, uh, because this is uh, what I get when I listen to Jack Johnson. I 
got sand in my guitar keys. I got surf wax in my shoes. Got me a bad case of the Jack Johnson blue. Hope you like this riff I'm playing. Cause it's the only one I know. My dog's name's Flip Flop. I take him everywhere for fun. Take him to the beach to pick up all the girlies in the sun. Last one he picked up for me Gave me a scorching case On the Jack Johnson blues Last night at the luau I was walking around the band When I saw Kelly Slater Making out with my girlfriend I was so freaking angry That I punched him and called her a liar And then I bumped into Laird Hamilton And he dropped his ukulele into the fire Oh yeah, I don't know what I did But I got this gnarly case of the Jack Johnson blues Check it out, buckle up, get the money as and the honeys and your days while I'll be sunny Wear a hoodie and a woody, you know everything's okay to get along But then I can tell you all definitely go for only take four courts to play the Jack Johnson blues yeah. Don't take talent to play no Jack Johnson blues, no If your campfire goes out, you got the Jack Johnson blues. If there's no pineapple on your burger, you got the Jack Johnson blues. If you burn your banana pancakes, uh, Jack Johnson blues. If a tiger shark bites your fucking foot off, Jack Johnson blues. Jack Johnson Blue Nice, awesome, that was great You name check Laird Hamilton You name checked uh, <laughs> Kelly, Slater. Kelly Slater Right on, I love it, good yeah. stuff man I never heard that before, how much did you write that? I don't know, five, six years ago probably Just been kind of playing It's always been my favorite of yours Thanks Because yeah, I, like, I like the guitar playing on top of it Yeah, <laughs> guitar playing is great yeah, yeah. It's good, you know, kind of a Hawaii thing Do you want to use this guitar? Yeah we got time or no? Yeah, let's do it. <clears throat> we just want to switch seats. <clears throat> I got a baby I tailor I really like. Kurt, you can come kids. over here. <laughs> if you want. This is the microphone. Get used to this. Yeah, so this is your Michael guitar. John Cardinelli, everybody, on guitar and vocals. Well, I got divorced. Mm-hmm. I was married for five and a half months before I caught her cheating. So, I feel like Bob and Tom right now, by the way. Huh? I feel like Bob and that's Tom. That's some hard, <laughs> hard, ugly shit. Sorry, five and on. a half months. Good God. Wait, you've got five, it was five and a half? I knew it was short. I caught her cheating know. in five and a half months. So we're going through all the paperwork right now. But, that had yeah. to go, that had to been happening before then, right? She got a job as a flight attendant. Okay. And uh, I stumbled upon some texts. That's how I found out. And turns out she, it was another flight attendant. And then turns out she knew him from years prior when she was flying. I don't know if they had ever mixed and mingled while we were you know, right, I don't know right. when she would have had a chance to but they reconnected wait there's straight flight attendants named Shannon <laughs> his name is Shannon the flight attendant wow I mean that dude gets a lot of that bliss. hurts baby <laughs> yeah so I wrote her a little song and again as I mentioned earlier I write this serious song usually I just that's I can't write goofy songs so this is my serious song to my uh, ex-wife I like it I had you you had me two words 
words you could never deal with for and keeps But it's alright if you leave Cause I'll be with you till forever in between Stop thinking I might have been Start thinking how it's gonna be Don't be thinking about your new lover Should be thinking about you and me You never know what I had And you never know who I might have been with You won't know what you got Till I'm gone Thank you, that was called herpes <laughs> <laughs> That's it baby That was really good That was Thank awesome you, that really was like great. I like that. That was a good country. Good, you got yeah. a good country voice. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, actually, the songs I've been writing lately have been kind of country. Oh, I yeah. Why. Oh, I just kind of like, my dad's told me for years, you need to move to Nashville and just go sing. Oh, yeah. My dad's always thought that. You know, he likes comedy, too, but he just, we come from a very singing family. So, yeah. you know, that's kind of thing. Your, your stuff about your dad still cracks me up. You know, it's I funny, because I do, all the stuff I talk about my dad is all 100% true. Mm-hmm. You know, he's seven children, four marriages, a lot of different ages with his wives and, you know, very Oh, old. that's right. I remember that stuff. Yeah, and so oh. once I was doing it, I'm talking like eight months ago, my dad's Sicilian, of course, and he comes up to me, and these are jokes, they're not like mean-spirited towards him or anything, but, you know, his life. He goes, he goes, hey. How about we retire those dad jokes? <laughs> Just like that. Retire those dad jokes. <laughs> He's like, well, you're like, dad, we aren't really working on this. Yeah. This is more of a my shit. So I, I will never tell him again when he's in the audience. I still tell him, but yeah, never sure, again yeah. will I do it when he's in the audience. Totally. I, I got the, that's it, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you got the, when you get that from a Sicilian. Consider, yes, consider, <laughs> you, consider retired for Christmas yeah. gift. You get a you get a dead fish wrapped in a wrapped in a bulletproof vest. That's, I had a joke about that. That's go, a Sicilian muscle. It's from your dad. That's the thing, right? When when Italians when they kill somebody, they send them a, they send their family a, a fish, mm-hmm. so they know they're sleeping with the fishes. What yeah. if they don't know that custom? They're like, hey. <laughs> Somebody sent us a fish. Right, a free Did you fish. win something? <laughs> Fire up the grill. <laughs> for having trout. For Billy the Knuckle. We got to send him a thank you. And where is, <laughs> exactly. Where is Peter, by the way? He was supposed to be home for dinner. That's I don't know. That was a sure Vince. Vince. <laughs> by the way, John Cardinale and Murray Valeriano, the Mine's two out. most un-Italian Italians <laughs> on the face of the planet. Yeah. And we used to get, I don't know, do you still get asked to do the Italian show at all? Oh, yeah, I'll do them. Well, yeah? I mean, yeah, I mean, I do a little bit. I talk a little bit more about my family on stage, right. being Italian, you know, because they all really, not just the Cardinelli's, my mom's sisters are all married to Italians. Uh-huh. So I got Del Zappos, Antonucci's, Amato, all these kind of stuff back right. in Cleveland. So I do Del come Zappos. from a big Italian family get during. There's a lot of Italian people. So I use them. But me, uh-huh. like you said, like me, we're very non-Italian-y kind of Italians. Yeah. Johnny Louis Anthony Cardinelli. That's three saints and a cardinal in my name. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, so. Uh, Murray Valeriano. That's a Jew and an Italian Murray, in one yeah, name. that's the funny one. Murray. Murray. Yeah, We're not very Italian-Italian. What are you? Uh, German? I'm German-Irish, yeah. yeah. Zipfel is a, is a German word. It means, and I was told this by some Germans, it means um, like the top you you could say it meant like the top, like the tip of a steeple or the corner mm-hmm. of a handkerchief, but it also means the tip. So it's just the tip, uh, and it's also slang for penis. It's like German oh, slang awesome. for, for cock. Zipful. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's that, a penis. There's your there's your uh, there's your Sicilian name. <laughs> yep, Kirk yeah. the tip. Yep, Kirk the tip. <laughs> Let's get Kirk the tip over here. And, uh, he'll, he'll, the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> just the zipful. I, I used to I used to try it, and I hate 
doing this stuff, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, All right, you want to play a song right there? It's my fever. It's my fever talking. I used to try and do a joke, and I never worked it out about why I never joined the mafia. Uh, First of all, it doesn't exist. Uh, Because because you get your nicknames, and and your nicknames are like what bullies would call you in seventh grade. You know, like, hey, here comes Fat Tony. Hey, and mine would always be like, hey, here comes No Ass Valeriano. Like, I would just, hey, here comes. Uh, yeah, I could never here comes really it. condescending Valeriano. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I could never work it out, man. It used to hey, Valeriano die. means big ass tip in German, okay? Some Germans told me that. <laughs> All right, where, let's wrap this up. <clears throat> where can we find everybody? Uh, let's see here. Hollywood Improv, December 30th. Uh, my sand trap show in Beaumont uh, next. Oh, I forgot to talk about that. I had a blast. Did doing you have that. fun? Yeah, I, I wasn't a, there for years, unfortunately. I had a good time doing that. Really good show. Yeah, and you did it a long time ago. I, I did canceled last time because I double booked. I think. The, yeah, I have to call you get booked back yeah. there. Mm-hmm. That's really. Funny. Um, what's great about that show is I do the show on the road. I like. I literally like put the equipment in the car, grab the opener, we drive to a gig record do the gig come back record on the way back oh that's really and cool. so i got the opener to do it and drive and uh he tanked so it was a great ride back he tanked and i drank too much so it was, <laughs> it was a great as a matter of fact who was it i forget uh i don't want you you can hear it on the thing <laughs> well i can uh, i can just All go right. look at the flyer it was, i mean i booked uh, it guy. it was nat Famel? Okay, yeah. yeah. I figured he probably would. I just tried. Uh, he's, he's a good. I, I just don't think he's for that room. I don't think he would. Yeah, it's a, it's a I bar. Thought he, I thought he'd be do, do okay, but you got to have some chops, right? Like and maybe tanks a hard word, but he definitely mm. didn't. He definitely had a rough time. So yeah. that, and then I, since I wasn't driving, I was like, set him up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so like the the right the it was great. I love doing that that way. And, and some actually some listeners requested I do more. I'm going to try and do one this weekend. So for next week, hopefully. Um, but so the, the, the ending half of that, you know, cause it's like an hour away. It's a, it's a long drive. It's yeah. a so minimum hour. It was a 45 minute record. I had to go back and edit out 30 minutes of my drunken bullshit. <laughs> 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 that guy sucks. When he calls himself a comic, he's been doing that opening bit for 15 years. <laughs> what a fucking hack. Cardinelli put him on here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This guy sucks. So I had to go and edit all that shit out. Oh, I'd like to hear the outtakes of that one, man. What Murray really thinks. <laughs> Murray unleashed. Get a few pops in him and just let him go. <laughs> so that was a good time. So the Sand Trap Show, uh, website, Twitter, anything? Yeah, johnnycardinelli.com. Oh, Johnny Cardinelli. Instagram's what I'm really trying to pursue okay. these days more than the other ones. I try to just pick one and go with it. Instagram, I do, because I do sing and I do, I did a, I do this thing karaoke, hashtag karaoke. I know it's stupid, but it's just me singing in the car. I literally have the karaoke music. Oh, cool. And I did one that's uh, Steve Perry, uh, should have been gone. Yeah. And anyhow, Carly Ray Jepsen liked it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So I sent her a message, direct message. Hey, I just met you and this is crazy. Here's my number, so call me, perhaps. <laughs> I've been blocked by Carly Ray Jepsen. <laughs> and Steve Perry. He hated it. <laughs> Oh, Sherry is the song you're thinking of. Yeah, that's yes. and of course, it, who cares? still call it stupid. It's what it's what the internet is. It's just a giant world of stupid. Oh yeah, but I love Instagram. So Johnny Cardinelli, if you're out there, listening, so you can do videos on Instagram. I don't do Instagram. I do yeah. 15 second videos. I do funny ones. I do sometimes singing, sometimes mm-hmm. serious singing, sometimes just pictures, whatever. Yeah, got yeah. some good followers there, John. Uh, man, not as many as I'd like, but okay. just trying to build it up. And I don't use any of the ways. There's plays people go, hey, instant followers and all these kind of things and pay the $100. Or I, 
I just try to actually get real followers. So mm-hmm. some someday you hope to have as many Instagram followers as like a girl who takes pictures of her hair or her makeup. I will say this: Eric Myers has because I was writing a joke about that about girls. All they have to do is post a cute picture and they'll get. And Eric and somebody said, "No, Eric Myers has a joke like that." He goes, "He goes, you know, like a girl can just post a picture of hers in her PJs, you know, sitting on her bed, like nine hundred likes. There could be a guy taking a picture standing on the moon." And they'd be like, who's this asshole on the moon? <laughs> it's just like, it's like girls have it made on Instagram. Like a lot well, there, was a, there was a funny internet meme that was like, you know, went to the moon, took 37 pictures, a picture of like Neil Armstrong, and then went to the bathroom, took 350 oh, pictures yeah. of girls in there like, ching, 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 ching. It's so fucking yeah. true. So. I've I've taken a pretty I, I mean I just I can't deal with the internet right now. Are I'm you taking like, an internet break? I, yeah, totally. I'm not, I can't, it just doesn't. It's not even interesting to me. Like I never, I don't even read shit. Like I don't even open Twitter. Yeah, it doesn't. It's just nothing. I'm like, eh, I don't have time. I just don't care. I just have this trigger in my head that's like, you're wasting your time. Mm. You're wasting time you right now. Right now, so you're wasting time, time. And I'm like, I turn it off, put it down. Yeah. Then I'll pick up my guitar because <laughs> that's that wasting time. No, yeah, good completely be. being creative. All right, oh, no, where I mean, can we find you, buddy? Uh, you can find me on the internet, uh, Kirk Ziffel. Uh, <laughs> Kirk Ziffel, zip the tip on Instagram. Zip the tip. Oh, come on. I zip wish. the tip. We should do that. Zip the tip. Um, I, don't, I really don't. I, I don't know. I'm so lame. I'm, you can see me on television. I, I'm on a Best Buy commercial and a Subaru commercial right now with a fucking dog in this it. This guy at the commercial. Man. I know. Oh, Always. is that Subaru thing still going? Yeah. Didn't they do like five or six different spots on that? Uh, they, they no, they did. They had two. They had two cuts. They had uh, a thirty and a sixty. Oh, okay. It just was. It just. It, it's the dog. Uh, you know, telling people about commercials. It was the dog bucket list commercial where the dog is super old. If you look it up on YouTube, it's that super oh, bucket bucket list. Commercial. I read for the VO for that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I did too. Did you? <laughs> they, they did not hire me. You I like think my first big voice. VO spot though. Yeah, Burger King national spot. Oh, you did yeah, VO, yeah. Good for you. Like a couple months ago, yeah. That's so, great. That's kind of what I've been pursuing a lot lately. VO. Yeah, it's yeah. it's Very stuff tough. out there. My God, stuff out there for a zip. <laughs> zip the tip. All right, you guys. I'm Murray Valerio on Twitter. I love the internet. Uh, <laughs> I would Instagram more, but I'm not aging well, so I don't want to take my picture. <laughs> um, all right, you guys. Uh, thanks a lot for listening. Um, good. I uh, just got news today. Uh, I will not have any relatives. For Christmas this year, nobody it's is nobody is taking Christmas. over my uh, my guest house every year. Uh, my father in law and parents come for four or five weeks. Wow! At the same four time, four or five weeks at the same time. Oh, ooh. so uh, I just got the my parents bailed out last week because my dad's going through some surgeries, and then my father in law just bailed out an hour and a half ago. So uh, it's going to be a Merry <laughs> Christmas for Murray after all. <laughs> he's, he's listening at the end of that podcast. He's like, fucking ungrateful shit. <laughs> I'm going out. Uh, you guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Murray. Well, my pleasure. Thanks. So who got banned? You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns And fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs and Blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette <laughs> Drunks in the front, making out for your set And middle acts doing blow, more missing merch and Drive the rental car past another mega church And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon